1021. K277DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Dave Schultz, Lynn and Burton back on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. All right, coming up uh, in a half an hour, we got uh, Alan Blondin. So it's my hoary news. It's kind of uh, what H-O- a weird name. Yeah, H O R R Y from uh, Myrtle Beach, Conway area. <laughs> we'll talk Coastal Carolina. We got Zach Blobner coming up. You got to uh, ask him why they five. chose that name. Right. <laughs> and. Um, uh, talk about the Buccaneers. We also got Julian Council locked on Panthers. So we actually have three guests in a row, 4.30, quarter to 5, and 5 o'clock, um, all previewing some uh, college or pro football. Let's uh, let's do that right now with our guy, Seth Lewis. Uh, he is still from uh, KATC, although that is uh, now temporary. Uh, he's got a new gig. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Seth was at uh, Raging Cajuns Media Day yesterday. What were your impressions? Well, first, thank you for having me on. Uh, And for two, the impression that um, I came away with is that uh, this team is very hungry, right? Like they've heard all the noise. um, They've heard all the talk as far as, okay, you went six and seven last year. You lost a lot of talent. Um, You guys are not going to be the same. And you heard from a couple of the guys the revenge tour thing, like we're going on a revenge tour. And uh, it does seem like this team comes into this season, and it was a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, I guess, last year you could say, because uh, obviously the entire coaching staff left and so many players graduated or left. But the hunger feels different this year. Like, they, they talked it um, last year, obviously coming off of the, uh, the the championship, the Sun Belt Championship. But this year, it, it really feels like there is a, a true hunger um, to prove that they are still one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. Yeah, I mean, I, we got to be a little bit surprised. Usually these ACL tears take a year or so to uh, heal. And yet Ben Woldridge is raring to go in, in eight months, right? If he got injured last November, uh, you know, November through July is, you know, eight months. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely incredible that, that he's already back. And, um, you know, even when he came to the Manning Passing Academy that, you know, I don't think he was 100% at the time, but the fact that, like, he was able to do some things uh, even then. And so, you yeah, know, it is 
very impressive uh, that he is already back. But, you know, when talking to teammates and talking to coaches, uh, it doesn't seem like a surprise to any of them because of the way that he works. I mean, probably one of, if not my favorite quote from yesterday, was uh, Coach Leger, the offensive coordinator for the Cajuns, saying that he is the closest thing that we have to a pro uh, on our roster. He trains like an NFL player. His his schedule is down to the minute, and uh, he takes care of himself and purports himself like someone in the NFL. And I thought that spoke volumes to just his work ethic and how he's recovered so fast. Talking to Seth Lewis, uh, K-A-T-C. Uh, all right, so who do you think has to step up? I mean, uh, th- it was interesting what Desimo had said at the press conference and then on my podcast, Locked on Sunbelt, uh, that the plan that they had for the team last year wasn't going to fit that team, but it kind of fits this team because now they have so much more experience on that offensive line. It was a really inexperienced offensive line uh, last year. Yeah, I think that when you've had so much success, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think that um, because they've had so much success and because obviously Coach Dez was in his first year as a head coach, uh, I can certainly understand why, you know, keeping things the same way would be something that you do because, mind you, if you change it too much and then it fails, then people look and say, well, why didn't you just stay with the plan that got you to that point in the first place, right? But I think that uh, that with the year they understand that this group and the needs of this group and the needs of this team is different from the needs of the teams in um, in 2021 and 2020 and 2019, obviously, with Billy Billy Napier as the head coach and even Levi Lewis as the quarterback. So uh, so I think that um, it's definitely good that – and look, everybody, including Dez, was learning last year. Sure. He learned as a first-time um, college head coach. And so um, I think there was some looking in the mirror, it seems like, from him, from talking to him at Sunbelt Media Day and obviously yesterday as well, that, that there was some reflection, not only for him, but as well for his staff. But uh, as he mentioned, and I do think it, it says something, that they had uh, all of their staff to turn. Um, you don't see that in college football nope. almost ever. Um, no matter if it's somebody going up or going down, or even if it's somebody just getting out of the business, usually something changes. So the fact that uh, everybody is is still on this ship and and trying to steer it forward um, speaks to something about the belief in at least what they have going on. Talking to Seth Lewis, KATC, at least for the time being. All right, let's talk about that Ben is being back and healthy and at least going into camp. He's the guy. Uh, I didn't realize, but a couple of coaches have said, you know what, it is a distraction because we do get asked by the media, how's it going? And the players don't know if they have a good day, they think they're starting. If they have a bad day, they think they're not. Instead of just the idea of getting better and being ready, now, right, Chandler and and Zion know where they stand. Uh, They're both fighting for the backup role, and they know where Ben is compared to, you know, every day or every week that we would get a chance to talk to Desimo. He doesn't have to answer that question, and the players don't have to answer that question, so their focus could be elsewhere. How important do you think that is? I think that's important. I think that that's not something really that I, I, I've given much thought to either, but I can certainly see, because you're going to want to know, hey, what's the progress in the quarterback battle? Even if you know that they're not going to name a starter until the end of camp, as long as the battle is still open, that question is still going to be out there. 
Um, guys knowing where they stand, where they stand is um, is very important. And but it's also uh, uh, you have to toe that line carefully too in this uh, transfer portal era, right? Um, but I think with this group and uh, the maturity of somebody like a like a Chandler Fields, uh, for example, I mean someone that um, obviously won that job last year, started the first several games, got hurt. Um, and then when he came back, Ben had essentially taken over uh, as the quarterback, and he's still here and he's still competing. Right. Um, so I said, I think that says a lot about him and his character too. And um, and Zion, obviously, he got a lot of really good reps during the spring when no one was available, and literally Coach Dez was like the backup or third string quarterback <laughs> uh, during certain drills. And so um, I think that that is important, and I think that. Uh, that at least eliminates one thing. There's still going to be a lot of battles, obviously, to, to sort out, right? But um, it, it it eliminates that one big topic. Uh, and if something happens, you know, if Zion or Chandler uh, really impresses or if Ben has any type of setback, um, then they know, too, that they're essentially one step away, potentially, from being named this team star. He's Seth Lewis, K-A-T-C. All right, so we went through the schedule yesterday, and then, you know, I know they want to win a championship, but it is not the easiest of all schedules, right? They got to go on the road to Troy. They go on the road to South Alabama. They are hosting uh, Southern Miss. They're on the road at UAB. But I do think, like, the floor is, like, seven wins. The over-under is seven and a half wins. You know, if they can beat one of those teams on the road, a UAB, a South Alabama, Troy, they could be looking at, at nine or ten wins this season. They certainly could. Uh, I think that them getting to nine or ten wins is going to be very contingent on the quarterback play. Um, I mean, you look at last year, uh, the defense uh, kind of kept them in a lot of games, and then there were certain times where offense uh, would, you know, like let's take South Alabama, for example, last year where the offense didn't score until the final drive, and then um, – South Alabama went down the field, kicked the game, went in field goal, things of that nature. Uh, I think if you have a healthy Ben um, and, a, and a Ben who definitely showed some flashes, you know, like Marshall is a is a good example of like one of those games where he really showed um, what he's potentially capable of, then I do think that uh, you could be talking about something like that. Um, but if there is any inconsistency at the quarterback position, then I think you are talking closer to that that floor of what you said seven or even six or something like that. Uh, I think that's going to be contingent. And then also too, uh, to not put everything just on quarterback play. Obviously, we know how important it is, and we've really seen it in UL football history. Uh, when even when you talk about like the Terrence Broadways and the Blaine Gauches, uh and and how successful they were. Uh, during that era versus when those guys weren't there, um, you know, pretty much before Billy got there and kind of some of the struggles they had. But also, this team is predicated on the run. And it was hard for them a lot of times last year to establish the run, for the run to be a threat. That's going to be very huge, too, to if they're going to get back to that 9-10 type win plateau. Uh, the run game has to be a lot more consistent this season it really has been a run team at least as far as long as i've been following them for for a decade right from alonzo harris and eli mcguire to the 
three-headed monster to Eli Mitchell mm-hmm. and, and Mont- Montreal Johnson and Chris Smith. It, it, this is It's unbelievable how effective this team has been when they're just trying to run the football and complement it with an efficient passing game. And I think that's what made last year so jarring as far as the ineffectiveness to run the ball, right? Because it's literally been one guy after another. You know, you take Elijah McGuire, for example, like you said, he leaves, it's like, man, you know, well, who's next? There's, there's some talented guys in the room, but who's going to step up? And then all of a sudden you got Trey Regis, you got Elijah Mitchell, you got Raymond Calais, uh, you have uh, Chris Smith uh, that, that comes along soon after uh, Calais and even uh, for a year while he was here. And you've had such production at that position. And look, uh, obviously, you know, that the, the, the year before, you had Montrell um, Johnson, who obviously transferred to Florida. You had Amani Bailey, who transferred to TCU, um, along with Chris Smith. And so you did lose a lot of production um, out of that room. And specifically when talking about somebody like Montrell, you're talking about uh, someone who had a lot of production in short yardage, in goal line um, offense, things of that nature. Uh, so that was a lot to replace out of the backfield. Um, but, you know, this team last year ranking seventh in the Sun Belt in Russian, like usually it's top two in eight, too. <laughs> uh, and so uh, it'll just be interesting to see who, who emerges at that position. We heard a lot about Draylon Washington, um, and he showed some flashes last year. We heard a lot about Zylan uh, Perry, who didn't play a whole lot last year. Um, it was a guy that played quarterback at, uh, at Franklin before um, coming over here. And then, obviously, you got uh, someone like a Terrence Williams, uh, who's been around for a few years now, as well as uh, Jacob Cabote, uh, someone who uh, has definitely shown flashes as well, but uh, sometimes it's been helped uh, as far as um, him being productive. And so it'll just be interesting to see who emerges uh, out of that room and who holds the tradition because when talking to Draylon uh, Washington yesterday, he said that, man, we look at guys like Elijah Mitchell, like Elijah McGuire, like Trey Regis. Uh, like we, we know what those guys produced and we know that if we produce that we can go to the NFL because we've seen those guys get chances in the NFL. All right, let's wrap it up here with Seth Lewis, who is wrapping up his tenure uh, in Lafayette. He announced, I guess, yesterday that uh, he is off to WWL. There's a shakeup down there, leaving an opening, and, and Seth jumped on it, and uh, deservedly so. He got it. Congratulations. Uh, when are you leaving Lafayette? And I don't remember you asking my permission if you could go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that, was, that was my apologies. I'll never let it happen again. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, so my last day um, at KETC is next Friday uh, on the 11th, and then um, I start in New Orleans on the 24th. And so uh, it's been a great run. I mean, I, I've been here for six years uh, now working, but, I mean, I've, I've known Acadiana literally my whole life, which is, you know, something I, I said it in my post yesterday. I, I didn't want to, um, I just wanted to focus on the WWL part yesterday because I have a lot more to say as far as my gratitude is concerned um, to Acadiana because uh, it has meant so much to me and it meant so much to me for a very long time, even before I was living here um, after Katrina. And so, uh, no, it's uh, it's been a fun run. The last six years at KTC have been the best 
I've met some lifelong friends uh, here at KUCC, uh, including Jamarcus and Megan, who uh, are going to, you know, continue the tradition on here in the sports department and uh, not only continue to make it great, but to elevate it. And uh, no, it's just been a it's just been a really fun ride. I'm going to miss it. I'll be back because um, my family, I have family that still lives in Opelousas. My family still lives in Opelousas, but um, but it's been a fun ride and. Uh, it's sweet right now, but I think the the bitter in the bittersweet is going to be coming a lot more um, as the week wraps up next week. All right, so what can I do for you to bring in a scale to Pelicans Media Day for Zion to stand on? Yeah, <laughs> Seth, don't let him get you in trouble. Uh, Seth, don't let him get you in trouble. Listen, if, if you win the lottery... You give me about half of your winnings. I'll do it. So, I, mean, I won't be working at WWL at that point anyway if I, if I win the lottery. But, uh, but no, I, I don't think uh, I don't think that's happening, man. And you got to you got to believe in Z, man. Z, Z's tell him, Seth. Off, he's had a tumultuous off season. A little bit. And a little bit. If, if 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 he can't um, figure it out after this off season, I'm not sure what will motivate him. So Facts. I don't think he's going to come into camp. Um, in a world of shape, and I think that uh, I think I think fans will be pleasantly surprised uh, with how he responds to it. That's what I believe. Seth, real quick before we get you out, I gotta know. I'm a big movie guy. What's your favorite movie, man? What does Seth Lewis watch when he's not doing uh, covering sports? Man, what's my favorite movie of all time? All time. Oh, coming to America. Nice, For good sure. choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, coming to America is a, is a favorite. It's it's got so many quotable lines. Literally to this day, um, I, I still quote so much from that movie. Uh, and when I watch it, I laugh. I mean, I, I was, I'm quoting some of it, but sometimes I'm laughing like I'm watching it for the first time. So, uh, no, that that's definitely my favorite movie. Heck yeah. He's Seth Lewis, KATC. Hopefully we'll have you on again now that you're going to the big city. We can talk Saints, Pelicans, and, and LSU with you, my friend. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Just Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know that means a lot uh, coming from you, and thank you for your friendship uh, from, from over the years, for sure. My pleasure. Pleasure's been all mine, all right? We have to have a beverage before you get out of town, all right? For certain. For certain. <laughs> Seth Lewis, KATC. Thank you, my friend. Be good. Congrats, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Seth Lewis hitting the big time. Look, so, I'm proud so of him. So, Brooke, I can't say her last name. Uh, oh, who works for Nick uh, Underhill now? Who now works for yes, Nick yes, Underhill yes, 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 at, yes. at New Orleans football. Yo, Nick Underhill right? low-key is making a little Avenger squad of his of his well, NOLA coverage. Right, he's got some of my bucks. I, I subscribed. Okay, uh, nice, all right. nice. I need to. It's not all that much, okay. to be honest with you. And it's 20% off. Okay. So, I'm not even sure if it's 7 bucks a month. Oh, that's not bad at it's all. It's not bad at all. All right. And I've done it. I get it now through, well, it's a year. So I did it a year instead of, you could just do it for the season through mm-hmm. um, through the draft. But basically that's 10 months, right? The draft end of April. Mm-hmm. So that's like 10 months. So I get a couple extra deals. All right. All right. Let's take a timeout. Bottom of the hour, Alan Blondin will pop on. We'll talk Coastal Carolina. They got a new coach, but the same old quarterback. And we'll talk to Julian Council and see how Bryce Young is adapting. And again, wasn't this team into the playoff run, except they, they lost like their last game or something like that? True, 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 true. And we got some stories, some good stories up on 1033thegoat.com right. right now. We'll do that next. All right, Dave Schultz, Lena Burton. It's a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 1033 The Goat.
Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. This is a Louisiana Job Alert, brought to you by Gulfland Structures. Gulfland Structures has immediate full-time openings for AC Techs. Gulfland offers top, top pay with incredible benefits. Medical, dental, vision, 401k, vacation, sick time, long and short-term disability. If you're an AC Tech and want to work for the number one living quarters and man camp builder in the country, then Gulfland Structures wants to hear from you. Apply online at gulflandstructures.com backslash careers. Attention job seekers. Gulfland Structures is now hiring for AC Techs. Call 337-993-9858. 337-993-9858. Or go to gulflandstructures.com com backslash careers. This has been a Louisiana Job Alert brought to you by Gulfland Structures, an equal opportunity employer. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. That surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Pardon us while we butt in with a little common sense. Hey. 103.3 The GOAT, the greatest sports talk of all time. We have a football game tonight. We do. We got Jets Browns, baby. Yes, we do. Rogers playing? No. No. <laughs> Not even one series? Now what? Not even one series? No, he said no. Oh, no, oh no. he said no. Okay. Gotcha. Well, the coach said no. Yeah, he yeah, said somebody if, said if, no. if the starters are going to play, it's going to be against the Giants. Gotcha. I think that's at home. That's, you so know, a lot of Zach Wilson look. Yeah. 
Let right, me right? ask you a question. Deshaun Watson playing? He should. <laughs> he needs to. He kind of does. Yeah, he definitely does. Because talk about a fall from grace, but and and not talking about the off the field stuff. I'm just talking strictly on the field. He, oh. he does not look like he looked back when he played with the Texans. Yeah, I had somebody explain that to me. He hadn't played football for like a, year, a year and a half. Yeah, that's fair too. That's fair. Maybe almost two years. So right. that's why so. I think he needs to play. Get get more Something, acclimated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let me ask you: Do you think that this can revive Zach Wilson's career in the sense of? Obviously, he wasn't ready to be the starter. Now he gets to learn under Aaron Rodgers and gets more time to, you know, really develop and get right. Do you think he has a chance to be a starter at some point when Rodgers is done? I mean, not, right, think now, he's done? not right now. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, for whatever it is, the ball, the ball, for in terms of Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. okay, they say this all the time. It's a cliche, right? When the game slows down. Gotcha. I don't think the game slows down. For Zach Wilson. For him. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I would even tell you, I think it slows down more for Brady than it does Rodgers. Mm, right? And gotcha. Rodgers is all-time great. Right? Yep. So whatever Brady has, it's just a little bit better than Rodgers and or Brees. Gotcha. Not, not, a, not gaping wide, but a little bit. And some of these guys who don't quite make it, like the Baker Mayfield, it doesn't quite Moving slow so down. It, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't slow down at all. And so, I mean, I think it slows down for Kirk Cousins. I think we're mm-hmm. seeing we're seeing that. I mean, he's a good quarterback. We just want everybody to be an all time great quarterback. Gotcha. And so you can you can generally see that. Like that the thing if we we'll talk to Julian Council. And the one thing that I noticed among others, I guess, with Bryce Young watching him for the last couple seasons, you can't tell if it's in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. When he's barking out the signals and getting everybody lined up, God, he does. You can't the same tell if time. they need a game winning drive. Or it's the opening drive of the game. He looks exactly the same. Keeps that same in that. that the same yeah. thing. You can't see. He's nervous. You can't tell if he's sweating. That was you know, Brady and he's Breeze. He's cool and calm and collected. Uh, that's Burrow and, and Mahomes and so, too. And, and when you hear Zach Wilson say, "Well, I see ghosts." Yeah, that's not good. No. <laughs> well, no, no. Wait, I thought that was. Um, wait, I thought that was Darnold that sees ghosts. Oh, maybe it's Darnold. Yeah, that's Darnold. Yeah, maybe it's Darnold. I see ghosts. <laughs> you know, that's a problem. Yeah, okay. no, that's a problem. Right. You can't. You can't show weakness as an NFL quarterback in the sense of saying the, oh, the game's moving too fast for me or saying, um, man, the rush is coming at me fast or I can't get my reads because then defensive coordinators can attack that and then exploit your weaknesses. I mean, and it, it doesn't help Wilson that he's playing in a conference with the premier coach of exploiting weaknesses in Belichick. Right. Right. Well, that's he did that with Darnold, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat him last year. Even Patriots, Mahomes. Patriots beat the Jets last year. Oh, that was on a punt return. Mah- May have beat him twice last year. Mahomes yeah. and more so Kirk Cousins in the uh, quarterback show, Kirk Cousins was like, I have to be more, I got to go 200% this week because we're going against Belichick, and he knows my weaknesses. He has exposed me before. Right. I got to be on, up to par. Right. So right. I got to watch the rest of that. All right, let's, yeah, take a, let's take a timeout. We'll see if we get Alan Blandon on. She doesn't know. Little coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, do you change the offense because he's been so effective? Why don't you just wait one year? I mean, odd deal, I understand that, but you got the three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year playing QB. True. I'll pl- I'll do your offense. Mm-hmm. We can tweak it a little bit to what I like to call, but mostly we'll run your offense. Yeah, we'll and make then, sure you're straight. Then I can bring in next spring my guy. I, I, I can do my guy and, and stuff like that. Also, I got to tell you about the guys who turned down doing quarterback season two. Okay. There's a list. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Odd, you would think. Yeah, that's a good. You that's should write about, about that. I, write I about will. That. Uh, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton. This is a Thursday afternoon sports chat. Halfway through on sports.
Sports Radio 1033 to go. Download the free 1033 The Goat app now. You've got mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033 The Goat. M&D Industries of Louisiana realizes the complexities of today's energy market. However, they also realize the need for product line innovation and new technological development. While maintaining a main core business, M&D has also adapted some of their products to aid operators in their complex B&A projects. M&D's drilling fluid technologies are being modified for an ever-increasing role in solving current customer objectives. Even through hard times like these, M&D Industries is still very positive for the future. Visit them at drilllab.com today. Proud UL alumni, Lafayette Strong, supporting University of Louisiana Athletics. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. It looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad-spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Become of me. 
All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton on a Thursday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Let's continue to preview some college football. He covers the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers for My Hoary News uh, in South Carolina. He is Alan Blondin. Alan, they bring back the three-time Sunbelt Player of the Year, but a new coach comes in. Why not stay with the offense that they've been working with uh, instead of going to what the new coach is bringing in? What's the deal there? Yeah, pretty interesting. So, um, obviously, the Grayson McCall's the the star of the conference. Uh, and he's coming back. He uh, he entered the portal, um, got his toes wet in it, and uh, had a lot of interest from a lot of schools and ended up back at Coastal. There's a, um, a myriad of, uh, I guess there's a, a lot of speculation as to how and why he got back to Coastal, but he's back. And uh, he's playing under a new coach, Tim Beck, who comes over from being the offensive coordinator at NC State, previously offensive coordinator at Ohio State and Texas. So um, this is his big first, uh, you know, first head coaching job. So they, they have spoken about what they're going to do offensively, but they're, they're not tipping their hand too much. Coach Beck has basically said they want to continue to incorporate some of the things that Grayson does well, which obviously the previous offense suited him amazingly. Yeah, um, He ran that thing. Yeah, he ran that same offense in high school for three years, ran that offense in college for three years. So I don't think they want to punt on it. Um, but Tim Beck comes in with his own ideas, and I'm sure he wants to incorporate some of the things he thinks might work as well. Is some of that maybe to make, because uh, they came out with the uh, top 20 senior quarterbacks, and I kind of felt as though Grayson was a little bit low on that list compared to some others. Uh, that are at some Power 5 schools, he was like 15th out, out of 20 senior quarterbacks. And he's he has outstanding statistics. Uh, he, he runs a little bit, so maybe the passing yardage isn't quite as high, but he doesn't turn the ball over at all. He's got like seven or eight interceptions in three seasons at uh, at Coastal Carolina compared to like 80 touchdowns or something along those lines. Um, do you think part of changing up the offense a little bit to Tim Beck style, more pro style is to make him more inviting to uh, NFL teams. Uh, I think the end result might be that, but I mean, you know, his accuracy, I mean, for his three year career, starting career, he's 70% yeah. completion percentage. Um, and the numbers you mentioned, you're real close. It's 78 and eight for touchdowns yeah. to interceptions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't, you could be in peewee football and that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then you add, he's got, um, 17 rushing touchdowns. So he's got 95 touchdowns in three years that he's responsible for. And of course, he's also the, the current holder of the, um, passing efficiency, all time NCAA record that he set in 2001. Um, beating uh, the last couple of guys, guys who had done it was uh, Joe Burrow and um, and uh, the Patriots quarterback now. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Those are the two. So he beat their two records. They had set them previous year. So I don't know how you end up 15th on a list of senior quarterbacks when you, you're you owning NCAA all-time records and you're touchdown 78 to 8 is not even, that's kind of like right. a video game number. right. I don't so, even know if you could do that in video game numbers. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But, yeah, no, he's, uh, I mean, obviously he's the key to everything they do. If he gets hurt, um, you know, in, in well, years past, we've seen when he's been hurt, they yes. aren't even remotely close to Correct. the same offense. So his, he's won that, he's won that uh, league MVP for a reason. I mean, he is that important to everything they do. And without him, you know, he got hurt in the bowl game and they lost by 30. 
And, you know, he's not – Coastal's not losing by 30 to East Carolina if Grayson McCall is playing football. So, Correct. We're talking yeah, we're with uh, Alan Blinden from My Horry News talking about Coastal Carolina. All right, what holes do they have to fill? Because obviously Coastal Carolina's had a lot of talent move on since Grayson McCall has been there. Yeah, so um, they are still uh, they're still pretty stacked at the skill positions. Uh, their tight end's a bit of a question, but um, their two uh, returning wide receivers are both all conference guys. Um, Jared Brown was the uh, fr- uh, the freshman of the year last year, and they got Sam Pinckney back, who's in his sixth year of playing football, and he was I think uh, a yard shy of a thousand last year and led the team in catches. So Grayson's got those guys coming back that he likes and trusts. They've got three really good running backs coming back, and C.J. Beasley, um, uh, Bennett is a really, really uh, talented kid. Um, And so he's got a lot of skill guys. Um, The offensive line, they've got one all-conference guy coming back who's considered really good. They lost Willie Lampkin uh, to the transfer portal. He went to Michigan. Um, So they lost their best offensive lineman. Um, And so they got a little bit of holes to fill there on offensive line. They've got a lot of holes filled hole fill in the secondary. Tim Beck mentioned the other day that uh, they had two cornerbacks on scholarship mm. uh, when he arrived at the end of last season. So they brought in nine secondary players between uh, recruiting and um, and transfer portal. Their linebackers are solid. Their, their front line's got a little work. So the defense is a question mark under a new defensive coordinator, of course. Their entire coaching staff is new, except for one holdover. Um, so yeah, they, they, they'll have some holes to fill. Grayson will have people to distribute the ball to, however, that can make things happen. Talking to Anna Blondin uh, from my Hori news. All right. Also feel like, you know, coastal Carolina, a little bit, uh, disrespected, uh, JMU breaking in a new quarterback. I know they won the, the division last year. They took down coastal Carolina, although I think that was without Grayson McCall, uh, and then app state without a quarterback, uh, at least experienced, uh, not playing in the Sun Belt yet either, and yet Coastal was picked third in the division. Are they are they using that as motivation? Because I, if I was them, that would motivate me. Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I think everybody realizes the change in coaching staff um, is the is really the reason for the, I guess, the ambiguity of of what Coastal will be this year and how effect, effective they'll be. So. Um, I think it's understandable, honestly, uh, with the, you know, they were successful under a very unique system that's no longer there. So, you know, can they translate that success into probably what's more, a more customary um, offense in particular and what other teams are accustomed to seeing and playing against? So I, I think it's understandable. Now, of course, they were picked to finish last when they went 11 and 0 in uh, the regular season. And um, were ranked in the top ten in the country in 2020. Uh, they were picked to finish last in the conference, so um, they're, they're used to being a bit disrespected and and, or, and I guess exceeding expectations. All right, let's wrap it up here with Alan Blondin uh, from My Hori News. All right, besides the quarterback, what other positions do they need to to fill, or is there a concern on? Um, like I said, there's a little bit on the front, you know, the front line of the offense. They've got Will McDonald. Um, who is a uh, returning all-conference guy in preseason first-team all-conference. Um, so they've got an anchor on the offense, uh, offensive line. 
the and defensive line in the secondary are going to be the issues. They've got two really experienced and, and talented linebackers in um, JT Killen and Shane Bruce that'll kind of anchor that defense. And it's going to be a question about you know how well they play around those guys. And of course, with the new defensive coordinator, um, the system remains to be seen. They he claims it's I think it's going to be a four three, but multiple looks. So. Um, we'll end up seeing what ends up happening with the defense. But, again, Coastal should be able to put up points. If the offensive line pace is halfway decent, they've got a lot of skill players. He's Alan Blonde in My Hoary News. Appreciate the time, Alan. Thanks for hopping on. We'll talk to you throughout the season. Enjoy it. Yes, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Outstanding. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, solid stuff. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's being underrated. It, I think you know, so. If App State and JMU weren't breaking in new quarterbacks – then I'd understand it. But I'm going to trust the quarterback more than I'm trusting new coaching. Now, yeah. if, he, if he changes it to a pro-style offense, Th- I mean, they, got, they run the RPO with the freeze option, and he's passing out of that. It is, like, he runs, like, two op, two. I, thought, I forgot what he called it. I'll have to go back and look. He runs, like, two offenses, mm. right? So it's, like, triple option with a pass, which is That'll get McCall ready option. for yeah. the pros. Well, not the triple option. Yeah, no, no, but, no. I'm but, saying if you, the pro style that you was talking it about. It would be, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the idea is to win in college, and then you can adapt to the pros. But I, he's throwing it at 70%. You heard it, 78 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, that's outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Lyndon doesn't even have that in Madden. A novice. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not yeah. a Madden player. So. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll talk Carolina Panthers when we come back. Julian Council from... Lockdown Panthers hops on. See how Bryce Young is doing. The Thursday afternoon sports chat, 1033 the GOAT. John Wayne Prezion of John Wayne's Body and Pain talks about Nano of Acadiana and Nano Ceramic Protect. John Wayne, why are so many folks getting that Nano Ceramic Protect coating? People are taking much better care of their cars because they have to last. So this is one way that people can take care of their investments and make them last. Nano Joe O'Quan of Nano of Acadiana, you're the installer of Nano Ceramic Protect products. It's pretty impressive stuff, isn't it? Every day, it amazes me. The 9H, the soft, even the way I look at vehicles now. If you want to protect your investment with a company who absolutely will treat you like family, get to know Nano Joe at Nano of Acadiana. You'll find him at 102 Speed Pro Lane in Scott, or you can give him a call at 445-3660. You can even check him out on Facebook at Nano of Acadiana. Your car, your investment deserves this kind of protection from Nano of Acadiana. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofin. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical 
clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 3213211. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton on a, a Thursday afternoon a sports chat. Uh, coming up here at, uh, let's see, 5 o'clock, we'll talk to Zach Blobder from WDAE. We'll preview the Tampa Bay Bucks, see how it's going uh, over there in Tampa Bay. But let's talk a little Carolina Panthers, shall we, with uh, Julian Council, Locked On Panthers. How does the number one uh, pick look in camp so far there, Julian? Uh, he's looking pretty good. There's uh, some uh, rookie growing pains, which are to be expected. There's been five straight practices. I believe that Bryce Young has thrown an interception, but when you provide context to those situations, it's not as alarming as it may sound on the surface. As last night they had, uh, what was it, FanFest here in Uptown Charlotte where the fans got a first look at Bryce Young inside Bank of America Stadium, and there was a situation where he threw a deep ball, threw an interception, but Frank Wright came out and said, hey, that's actually on me. I kind of wanted to see how our defense would respond to that situation and told Bryce, go ahead, take a shot. So in that situation, okay, maybe it's not Bryce Young with the turnovers. Then on Monday, when their first uh, red zone period, Bryce Young was barely surgical from all reports and everything I mm-hmm. saw down there as well. And he threw a ton of touchdowns and also threw into a tight window, threw a pick. But Frank Wright came out and said, hey, that's a situation where I want to see him learn from his mistakes, but also that's the time to take risk. It's four days. It's day four in the training camp. Why not try and see if you can fit into that window as the windows in college are obviously bigger than the windows in the NFL. And it's good now to know what you can and cannot get away with in the NFL and, you know, risk management. And that's one of the things that he talked about where Bryce has a fairly good understanding so far, at least in the red zone of it's either touchdown or check down. And if neither one of those are there, it's you're in the football. So, so right. far, yes, there's been a few, little bit mistakes, but overall Bryce Young is run on track to 
be, of course, the week one starter and to give the Panthers hopefully better quarterback play than they've gotten the last couple of seasons. Now, everyone, the issue was unbelievable after watching him play college football for two years, but everyone has issue with his size. What's what's being said there in Charlotte? They haven't been batted balls like they were with Baker Mayfield, so that hasn't really been a conversation at all. It's not – I don't think it's going to be a conversation. It was leading up to the draft, of course, but I don't think it's going to be one until – or if he ever gets hurt. If he has, if he has an injury – and they're chronic, then now will be when people talk about, okay, his size, that's the problem. But the offensive line in front of him, I think, will be good enough to keep him upright where that won't be necessarily a concern, at least this season. So, no, right now, there have been really no conversations about Bryce Young's height because we haven't seen the bad balls that we saw last year with Baker Mayfield, someone who has struggled with that throughout his career and also is a shorter quarterback. So is that just a different throwing motion? I mean, I, I mean Baker and Bryce are about the same height, right? That's kind of odd. It's different. It comes with finding those windows and those pockets to throw from. And Baker struggles with that. Where Bryce doesn't, for whatever reason, he just with his natural ability, he's just able to maneuver the pocket and be able to work with his inefficiencies, which I guess is being a shorter player, and be able to find ways to still capitalize there. Also, it can be a timing issue where if you get the ball out late, which Baker Mayfield certainly did plenty of times last year. The defense puts their hands up and they're able to knock the ball down. So it just comes down to some of the timing issues, also just some of the um, other intangibles that Bryce Young has in terms of being able to find a way to not have that issue happen with him. Talking to Julian Council, locked on Panthers. Now they they finished up pretty good last year. They were seven and ten. Uh, you know they were what could, if they won their last ball game? Don't they go to the playoffs? They win the division. They actually beat the Saints twice last season. Sam Darnold, yeah. hard to believe. Um, it's it, And they got better once they traded away their best player, Christian McCaffrey. It was kind of strange going through the coaching changes that they did. Um, how close is this team to actually contending? Because I, like most people, think the Saints may run away with this division. I don't think the Falcons or the Buccaneers are going to do much of anything. But the Panthers sort of scare me a little bit. Hmm. I don't think I don't I don't see it. I don't know. I think New Orleans is in favor. I wouldn't I'd be surprised they ran away with it because you got to think, too, it was what the Panthers, Saints and Falcons all were seven and ten. Right. Last That's year. true. I think New Orleans with uh, Derek Carr is probably in a better situation as far as what they have at a known commodity at quarterback. But um, with Carolina, yeah, I just I don't look at this as a team that is ready to compete for say like actually like this they're not competing for a super bowl this year no. can they compete for the division well yeah they can mm. compete for the division they did last year because well the division's not good right. and this year i still think the division's <laughs> probably still not going to be very good like if 10 and 7 wins it wouldn't be surprised if 9 and 8 wins it wouldn't be surprised like, i would be surprised if someone goes like 11 and 6 and mm. wins the division i just don't think any of these teams are going to win that many games this upcoming season and it's it's kind of, you can look at it two different ways. You look at last year, yeah, it was a disaster. The first five weeks of that rule where they're one and four. Then Steve Wilkes takes over as the interim and they're one and five. And after that, they're what, they're six and five? They go right. six and six with Steve Wilkes in the final 12 games without good quarterback play. Because when Baker Mayfield came back from that ankle injury, he was terrible against the Ravens. PJ Walker wasn't great in his own right. Sam Darnold played the best football we've ever seen him play until he didn't when they needed him most in week 17 against Tampa, where if they won that game, then won in New Orleans, they would win. They would have won the division. And we might be talking about Steve Wilson, the head coach here in Carolina. So you look at that way where they probably overachieved last year, considering the situation. So now with a quarterback that should give you more consistent play, a better coaching staff in place 
guys that have played now meaningful games, even though it was a Week 17 game in the regular season, now you think that, hey, they're ready to go. But also you have to consider it's a rookie quarterback. It's, sure, maybe veteran players who saw a taste of a little bit of success last year, but they're now learning a new, a new offensive and defensive scheme. And typically, new scheme, new coach, and rookie quarterback doesn't translate to being a contender. But because you're in the NFC South and you went 7-10 and 10 last year with everything going against you, well, why the hell not? Why can't they compete? I still would pick New Orleans today, but I can see the Carolina Panthers being in it again come late December, early January. Talking to Julian Council, Locked On Panthers. All right, so Frank Wright uh, plays the analytics game. He likes to go for it. Does that change when he does have a rookie quarterback? Is he going to be a little bit more conservative or just as aggressive as he has been in the past? I would imagine he'd be just as aggressive. Mm -hmm. They drafted Bryce Young because they felt like this guy can come in and do all the things that they need a quarterback to do. I don't believe they felt the same way about C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. They felt like Bryce was the guy who could come in and run the offense the way they wanted from day one. And that's why... We saw a couple months ago at OTAs, they gave him the keys. I know last week the headline was, oh, Carolina Panthers named Bryce Young QB1. That was the case back in June. Like this, That was not even a story last week. It was already the case. That's because they already had a plan for Bryce Young. So they have a plan for Bryce Young to be the starting quarterback in the middle of OTAs before they even start mandatory minicamp, before they even get to training camp. I don't think that they're going to be changing their approach and how they go about things because he's a rookie. They just want him to come in, learn a system, be a leader, and be able to operate the way that they want the offense to be operated by week one. So no, I don't think they're going to uh, curtail anything based off of having a rookie quarterback. So does Frank Wright run the offense that he was running with Andrew Luck, or is, it, is he tweaking it to what Bryce Young can do? Because obviously there, there is a big size difference between those two guys. Yeah, there's obviously a size difference. I feel like overall you're not going to – ask him to do too many things differently. Like it's not like, you know, of course, look in college, you're going to ask these guys to run. Like they're not going to be asking their quarterback to go out there and run. And Andrew Luck, his issues, yes, he did run a lot, but also the offensive line protection wasn't great. I don't think that's going to be a problem here in Carolina. But overall, the scheme, is it's going to be tight and heavy. They're going to want to hit guys like Hayden Hurst plenty. They're going to want to run the football. Frank Reich did say at introductory press conference when things kind of went south for him, you would think it would have been the quarterback carousel there in Indianapolis and Andrew Luck retiring, but he said it was their inability to run the football. And they have Jonathan Taylor, but when he got hurt, they couldn't do anything. So they're going to want to run the ball and be allow Bryce Young not to have to be the guy who's out there making all the plays. Like they want him just to be a cog in the offense instead of being the entire offense, which has been the Panthers' problem in the past of quarterbacks where Cam Newton was the entire offense. So it's going to be a blend of what he did in Indianapolis combined with what Sean McVay has done in Los Angeles with the Rams when you think about Thomas Brown coming over and being the offensive coordinator. Now, Frank will still call the plays, but he said eventually that he's going to hand over the reins to Thomas Brown. Now, mm. is that after week one? Is that next year? I don't know, but Frank Reich right now will call the plays, but this is not all his offense. He says about a 60-40 split of things that he's done in the past, oh. mirrored with some of the things that you would see in L.A. with McVay and some of these modern offenses in the NFL. What other holes do they have to fill? Where, where are you concerned heading into the season? Uh, my biggest concerns going into camp were really kind of depth at cornerback, inside linebacker, and then who's going to start at outside linebacker and at edge rushing spot opposite of Brian Burns. The inside linebacker depth concern is gone now that uh, Kamu uh, Grier-Hill has stepped up and looked like a pretty good player for them so far in camp. He was brought in to be more of a special teams guy, but he has started in Philadelphia, was on that team the year they went to the Super Bowl and started some games for them. 
And he also started last year in Houston after leaving Arizona, where they only had him primarily as a special teams player. And he started even a couple of years ago, where he had a hundred tackles with the Houston Texans. So he's someone who's come in and Shaq Thompson, who's one of the defensive leaders here in Carolina came out and said, Hey, we got to find a way to get this guy in the field. I know we wanted him as a special teams dude, but we need to have him out here making plays because he's helping us out right now. And then when they signed Deion Jones, who has been a good player in his own right in this division with the Atlanta Falcons, He's someone who now comes in and really adds depth where I think he could play too. So the Panthers have, I think, four solid inside linebackers. There was Shaq Thompson, Kamu Griehill, Deion Jones, and Frankie Luva, who was a revelation last year for this defense. So that, that concern's gone. Cornerback, they're still concerned because Dante Jackson, the LSU Tigers, has been great when he's on the field. The problem is the last three years he's dealt with turf toe that hurt him in 2020, didn't miss too many games that year, then had a hamstring issue that cost him the rest of the season there in 2021, then last year, or the worst of them all, having an Achilles. And the good thing for Dante is he didn't have to start off on the physically unable to perform list, and he said that he had a breakthrough uh, recently as far as his trusting his Achilles and being able to do the, some of the things that he needs to do. And he's a very fast player. If he loses his speed, that ain't great because he's you know had his ups and downs since being a Panther. So if he's healthy and J.C. Horner healthy, who also has struggled with health, then I'm not concerned. But the problem is when they've gone down, C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor have struggled. But so far in camp, they've looked good. So we'll see. I still have concerns that they could add, they could add another corner coming out of camp, depending on how roster cutdowns go throughout the league and an outside linebacker, the other edge rushing spot. They they still need to address it because so far. Marquise Haynes, who's brought in to be, who's back again, for like I think it's six years of Panther. He's been out with a back issue, and he's been keep competing with a guy like Gross Matos, who is naturally more of a down 4-3 guy, and they're trying to put him out outside linebacker. Awkward fit there. It doesn't make sense. DJ Johnson, who they trade up in the third round to get out of Oregon. He's going to be 25, but the dude's a project, and I don't think he's someone who they can really rely on. So that's definitely the biggest hole in the roster, is finding someone else to help out as far as edge rushing help. He's Julian Council, Lockdown Panthers. Appreciate your time, Julian. Thank you so much. Enjoy the football season. We'll catch you up. Absolutely, Dave. Take care. All right. Appreciate it. All right. A little bit late. Let's go to break. Uh, Five o'clock. We've got Zach Blobner. We'll talk to Tampa Bay Bucks on 103.3 The Goat. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Don't wait for a storm to strike before you put a recovery plan in place. Join the revolutionary RAS, Respond, Assess, and Secure Homeowner Program. Renee, give us the details. With our state-of-the-art program, you no longer have to scramble to find contractors after a storm hits. By signing up for our free membership, you'll have exclusive priority access to our expert RLB team, and our collaborative partners, ensuring that your home is secured promptly and effectively. Imagine being first in line for our rapid response service, where we'll assess any damages, secure your home, and give you all you need to start your insurance claim. No more waiting for the insurance adjuster. Don't wait for the storm to hit. Sign up today for free and experience the peace of mind you deserve. Your home security is RLB Construction's top priority. Sign up today at rlbconstruction.com. That's rlbconstruction.com. 
Mom. Staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. Save on everything you need for travel, like luggage, tech, and travel size personal items. Plus, save on all your school essentials, from notebooks to markers. Now at Staples, you can save even more with $25 back in rewards on your in store purchase of $75 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. Ends 8 5. Redeemable in store only. Rewards members only. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. 